Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us here at the Milk Talk Podcast. I'm Jack Stroman, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Warner Williams, Goey Mbima, and Jessica Corrado-Platt. We all graduated from a private boarding school that was founded by the chocolate mogul, Milton Snavely Hershey, and his wife, Catherine. In this show, we'll be talking with some of the former students, their family members, and loved ones, in addition to former employees, teachers, and administrators who all worked there at some point in time. We'll get to hear their stories in their own words, and it's our hope and wish that you'll hear something in these stories that you can relate to, whether you went to the school or not. Enjoy. Uh, meshed with the milk. That's right. Service as well. That was beautiful. It was it was it was gorgeous. I I, I really enjoyed. I can live it. that I mean, day over again. Not that, not that yeah. I want to, but I mean it was special. I was happy to be there. And in number, my favorite moment is when you you saw one of our friends and you said, "What a great athlete! What a great football player you were!" And his name was Ralph. And you said, "Okay, uh, Roger, see you later." <laughs> and it wasn't the fact that you you thought he was because I, I knew he wasn't a fantastic football player. Who Ralph? So I just wanted to throw that out there. Ralph the Davis was a good football player, just mediocre. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> just throw that out there. I want to send that out to Paul Azanero so you got to see. All right, so sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, guys, because I know we're going to get into it. it's tough. Having Mr. Whitman here, not wanting to get Mr. Into it. Yeah. Whitman, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> see guy. You see what you bring? <laughs> energy, just having you here. Yeah, man. So, welcome back, everybody. We're at Milk Talk Podcast. We are just up here in Hershey, and and we have a couple fantastic guests right now. We have Don Whitman. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Whitman. Mr. Whitman. <laughs> no, he still looks the same. Yeah, he does. Mr. Whitman has not aged one year. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The same. So for some of us, he was our principal in middle school, which was known as Catherine Hall at the time. And and I just want to start this off with, it's a beautiful day in Hershey, PA, <laughs> which was not your line. No. It was Mr. Durant's line. But, you know, again, just thinking of that era and that time and, and bringing it all back That's and how right. we would start the day with that. And it, it's trippy. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. And we're, Thank um, you for coming, Mr. Whitman. For real. Great Thank to be you. here. Thank you very much. I'm honored. Well, we're honored to have you. Like like we were telling you, this is just uh, us talking and storytelling and, and, and going down memory lane and talking about the school. It's going to be a little bit different with you because almost everybody we've had, I think, so far was an alumni, including Mike Weller, um, whereas you were an administrator. Uh, and so it's, it's going to be a little different. So I wanted to start off by asking you, when did you start at Milton Hershey School? Where I came to Milton Hershey in 1958. I was in the Marine Corps for three years after high school, went to Easttown College, and uh, my senior year, I walked into the administration office, and Dr. Hershey, the president of the school, was there to visit the new dean, and he was asking about certain certain uh, teachers that he might be available, and uh, the dean said, well, here's, here's the one I recommend. So I met Dr. Hershey that day, and I never really had a formal interview. In fact, they didn't even have a job for me. They created a job. They took 18 of the most needed disciplined students. <laughs> well, well put. Well put, <laughs> Mr. Whitman. Well put. <laughs> and, and, they, and they gave them to me as a one-room school-type teacher. I, I had them all day except for music, gym, and, and health and art. So we, it was a great year. I told the students at the end of that year, I didn't teach you much, but you sure <laughs> taught me a lot. <laughs> and so you, and that's a, that was the beginning of my career. You said Dr. Hershey? 
Dr. John Hershey. Dr. John Hershey. Right. Was he? Was he, um, he? He was the president of the school. A president of the school. Okay. He might have retired prior to your coming, coming here. Was Mr. Achel that? Mr. Achel. Dr. Hershey retired and Mr. Achel took over. Got it. That's Got it. it. So what was your official position? Did well, they my f I came as a, I was a reading coordinator. Spe my specialty was in, in remedial reading. And I, I worked with all the students who had difficulty uh, because of a developmental lag. Maybe didn't go to school regularly and, and got behind in reading. So I worked with them. I was in that job for seven years. And I also coached wrestling. I became the, when, when Andy Kovac, the head wrestling coach, retired, uh, I was his assistant for three years. And then for the next three years, I became the varsity coach. So I was teaching and coaching at the same time. And at the same time, living on a student home uh, as an assistant house parent. Oh, wow. So, so, so that's <laughs> interesting because you just covered probably three of the most important positions at the mill. Um, over the years so like could you just list some of the things over the years uh, besides those uh, you know what student homes you were helping at what you know okay well when we came to the school we uh, we were assigned to move into student home Manada Manada was across the Swati north of Hershey behind the hotel and we had uh, 24 intermediate 6th 7th and 8th graders that was the first year the intermediate student homes existed. Huh. That's when the intermediate division began. And uh, they had about four, four or five intermediate homes. We did not have the dairy. We, did, we, we were out in the country, but we didn't have the dairy. So we were there for, we were there for four years as, as assistant house parents. And then I was teaching and also coaching. Okay. So it was a busy time. Are you still in contact with any of the students that you had? Back oh my, then? yes, a lot of them. Really? Yeah, oh my, a lot of them. Give yeah. me some names. Well, uh, just recently, uh, Matt Klein was one of my wrestlers who went on to Penn State, and he was Eastern District champ, national in the nation in the nationals. He was fourth place. He just had a lung transplant, and I went down to Washington D.C. to see him, and uh, I get phone calls from people from California and different places. Yep. It, it's got to be. You, you've had so many students over the years pass through the doors under under buildings and you know places that you were in charge of. It's got to be difficult to remember the names, I, and I'm surprised you remember any of them because it's so well, many. And it's interesting. My, when I when when I was working in a school, I basically knew every name of every student. Yeah, but especially me. If you if you, don't, <laughs> if, if you don't use it, you lose it. You know. Right. right. But it's amazing that. The further out graduates, I remember better than the closer graduates. Yeah, it, they just come back. But I, I, I just absorbed myself in the school. I just loved the school. I just felt it was a special privilege to be able to work at Milton Hershey. And I just took it more or less as a calling rather than a job. So how did you, how'd you hear about the school? Well, as I said, when, when I walked into the administrative building at, at, uh, at E-Town College, mm -hmm. the president was there talking to the dean, okay. and, he, oh, and okay. he approached me. Got it. The only connection I ever had about the school was man, I went to Mannheim Central School. We had a wrestling team. Wrestling, yeah. Milton Hershey had a wrestling team, and we wrestled. 
and that's the only connection that I ever knew. I didn't know much about the school. In fact, I didn't realize what I was getting into, really. Well, it sounds like it was meant to be. It was. I, as I said, I feel, I feel it was a calling more than, than anything. I mean, it was just, it was meant to be. Well, I know we're all thankful that we, we had you as a, as a principal and that you were involved at the Milton. I mean, you can just tell by our reaction how vivid, how much of an impact you had on us, just just being who you are. So um, thank you for that. And I'm going to talk about, we were talking earlier about Mike Weller. Um, Mike was one of our uh, first interviews. And, you know, actually Bob just left to go help Mike uh, move. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Mike has a health issue right now, and, and we're just sending him a whole lot of love. Uh, but you spoke really highly of Mike Weller, and I didn't realize you guys even worked together. Can right. you tell us about your relationship well, with Mr. Weller? I started at, at, the, at middle school. I started at the junior high school level. When Milton Hershey School had the junior program and the high school program, the junior high and the high school were together up on the hill. So I was working in the junior high school program, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And, uh, and then I, when we opened Catherine Hall, Dr. Hershey asked if I would be willing to consider being the, the, the principal. You talk about getting, being set back. That was, a, that was a shock that he would even think of me because I was only here seven years. And uh, I said, if you believe in me and you think I can do it, I'll say yes, whatever you, whatever you think. So, so I was fortunate in 1966 when we opened Catherine Hall. I became the principal with Mr. Duran and wow. as the director of the program. So Mr. Duran started at that time. Too? Mr. Duran, he he was the director of the intermediate division, division. Okay. home and school. Mm -hmm. I was his assistant in education. Mr. Cooper was his assistant in home life. Good old Mr. Cooper. And, and so when did Mike Weller come in to okay. play down? So then in 1985, uh, Mr. Hoover, I don't know if you knew Mr. Hoover, was the director of the junior program. He retired, and uh, I went to Mr. Fisher, who was the president at the time, and I said, I never asked for anything in, as far as a position. I was very happy where I was, but I always thought I would really enjoy being uh, involved in the elementary school. So Mr. Fisher gave me the opportunity to be the director of the junior program where I was in charge of student homes and house parents, I mean, and his teachers. And uh, Mr. Weller was a director of home life, so he was my boss. Wow. The best administrator you could have. So, so calm, understanding, patient, good listener, good communicator, very good supportive person. Yeah, my, Mr. Weller was... He was outstanding administrator and a teacher and coach. Absolutely. We, we talked about th his ability to see it from both sides, having been a milk and a homeboy, um, which is which is one part of it. But it's also your personality as well. So, you know, I, I think he was perfect for it. You hear everybody talk about it. And every one of these names that we talk about, you, Bob, Mike Weller, Mr. Fisher has been brought up many times, you know. Everybody's looking out for everybody, and it's always in the best interest of the school and the students. And I, I just think that's a testament to, you know, to the Milk family. So, um, yeah. Um, I think we're all very appreciative, everybody here. What, may, 
one of the things that I, as I look back, uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but I think Dr. Hershey put me in position in a, as assistant house parents so I would become familiar with the home and the school. And, uh, and then when the intermediate division opened, I think that was his reason for offering me the principalship. I was, I was stunned. I was shocked. I had, I had the best wrestling team that I coached next year. I had to give that up. <laughs> but I will say this: the, uh, the my last year coaching, we couldn't go to the, with the PIAA. We had to go to Lehigh for the national prep school championships. We couldn't participate in playoffs for the for the public schools. Back then, we had to go with the private schools. So we went down to Lehigh for the national prep school tournament, came home with two champions, the outstanding wrestler, and we won the tournament. Yeah. Nice. That was my last year. Yeah. That's, awesome. That's a good way to go. Yeah. You have a unique perspective having seen the school for over a half century grow. And something you said to me just earlier is you're, you're happy with the direction and some of the choices that they've been making. Can you tell us what you've been seeing or – you know, specifically some of these changes that you like? I can. I'd be happy to. Okay. Well, first of all, when I first came to school, I and I dealt with students who were really struggling, frustrated. Uh, house parents really didn't understand many of the many of the needs for the children because so many of them were focused on cows, milking the barn, farm work. And I didn't think we had enough focus on taking care of children, mm, care. taking okay. care of the needs of young people. And uh, and over the years, and, and this is one thing I appreciated with Mr. Duran, he tried to make, have the focus of looking out for the needs of children, not necessarily barn chores and that kind of thing. That's why the intermediate division was so, was so special because it gave it gave a before when you hit fifth grade moved into sixth grade you went to the senior program mm -hmm. and and the sixth graders became little miniature slaves to the older boys there was a lot of bullying and a lot of there was a lot of subversion of of uh, older boys taking advantage of younger boys and I was happy to see them milk them the middle school changed when I was up in the hill for seven, for those seven years. I saw the struggle the middle school boys had going into the farm homes. It's too early for that. And then we saw the intermediate division had a change, had a chance to change a lot of that, and it became more child-centered. It became more, uh, more of an emphasis on, on students' uh, personalities and and their well-being and that sort of thing. Okay. So something I just, I didn't realize Pete has been president as long as he has already. And I don't know how much longer he can go, but what would you like to see get implemented that hasn't been yet? Well, one of the things that when Johnny O'Brien came back, from when he came back to become the president, he did something that Mr. Duran and I felt for many years the school should do, and that is have a transitional living program. We always felt, and when we, when Mr. Duran would present his uh, his annual report, 
he always alluded to the fact that we should do something to help the transition out of the, the high school. And, uh, and when John O'Brien established a transitional program, I thought that was a phenomenal change where seniors didn't have to live under the headship of a, of a house parent program. They had some more freedom, ready to step out into the world, understanding more on how to take care of laundry and finances. money and finances and things like that. And, I, and, and the reason I felt so strongly about that because many of, many of the students would come back and tell me how lost they were the night after graduation. I mean, some came back and told me I had to sleep in cars. I had nowhere to go. Uh, and, had, and, and we always felt, I always felt from the way back when I first came, I thought, this isn't right. I mean, uh, we, we take care of people up to here, then boom, we dump them. And that's, that's and uh, so that's one of the most wonderful changes that I think have, have made. And I think that also that the uh, emphasis on academics, I think Pete's done a great job of uh, increasing the uh, academic program standards, testing standards and everything. Pete's doing an awesome job as president. I agree. It's nice to see a homeboy in there who gets it. That's like, right. Uh, you know, like we talked about with Mr. Weller, same thing with Pete, having his brother in here and getting that perspective was, was I really think cool. if I think if uh, I think if Mike Weller would have become president, he would he would have done just an equal job as Pete's doing. I, I concur. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, again, being he able had to wear all those different hats and see right. things from the different perspective makes a world of difference. And having the mindset to be able to do it though you know um like you said before people being in positions doesn't make them good at that position so i think the fact that pete is in the position where he can thrive and the school can also thrive i think that's very good for everybody involved one of the one of the advantages that pete that pete has right now that way back with dr hershey and Mr. Rachel, and Mrs. Mr. Fisher, uh, they didn't have quite the deep pockets of the pocketbook. I mean, Pete's dealing with a, a trust of about fourteen billion, and I can remember the years where where they said that they weren't making the money off the interest, so the school didn't the school didn't have as much money to to do some things. But that, that's an interesting point because I always thought the the trust had. This endless amount of money. You know, when you're a kid, you don't really think about how much is there. You just think there's this endless amount of money. So that's an interesting point. Well, you, you, we have to, f we can never forget that they don't have $14 billion to spend. They have four, They have the interest that's earned on the $14 billion. And you can earn, you can have a lot of money on interest on $14 billion, But back, well, I'm talking about maybe the trust company was $5 billion, $5 million. So it's a lot less to work with. A lot less to work with. Interesting. And uh, and then when they start diversifying the stock market and everything, and they sold off stock and they they just did a lot of things that economically paid off for them. So Pete has the blessing of having a, a lot a lot of money to work with. That doesn't that doesn't mean he's a good president because of that. He's right. a good president because of who Pete Curtis and how he handles. Yeah, that's right. It, it really does. Well, I'm going to pass it over to Warner now. Um, 
ask a couple questions and, and uh, we, we want to get everybody's questions in and, and, and while we got you here, Mr. Root. Here. What's up? This is Jack Stroman, class of 90, graduate of Milton Hershey School and co-host of the Milk Talk podcast. We dreamed of doing this show for a long time. And if you're like us, you enjoy hearing from Milts about their time at the school, please consider making a donation on our website. Visit MilkTalkPodcast.com to make a donation and help us realize the dream. That's MilkTalkPodcast.com, M-I-L-T-T-A-L-K-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. Thank you. So I don't have any specific questions um, except, first off, I didn't know that the intermediate division wasn't always there. I, I didn't know that. That that's interesting because we already, when we were talking with uh, Bob, we all agreed that the intermediate division was the toughest division in the school, because that's the the molding years where they're not, you know, they start to. Uh, you'll get a lot more pushback from kids in the intermediate division than you will in the junior division and even the senior division to some extent because they've already had to go through the intermediate division, so. If you could, tell us about how the intermediate division, I mean, you told us how it got started. Okay, let me But as far as, yeah. Let me just share. <coughs> excuse, <coughs> excuse me. Way back in, uh, when I came here in 1958, the school basically hadn't changed for 30 years. It was basically run the same way as it was way back in, 1920, 25, 30, 40. It was all junior program, sixth graders moved to senior program, farm emphasis there. When Dr. Hershey became president of the school, and uh, I'd say about 1955, uh, now Mr. Hers Dr. Hershey, let me may I just interject to him. Dr. Hershey came here as a house parent, head house parent. And he became, and he got his degree and became a counselor. And he worked his way up to become president of the school. And, but because he had that history of the home life and the problems that were there with the younger and the older students and the, the farm program, he saw the need to change. So in 1959, he, come, he, he had this group come in and... Uh, and evaluate the school, and the uh, and the uh, committee suggested, and instead of having 24 students in a student home, you reduce it to half, 12 to 14. So then Dr. Hershey took that recommendation and began the decade of the 60s, and during 1960 to 1970. The intermediate division was formed. The the program, the, the when I came in 58, 59, they started with three intermediate homes, and then in 58 and 59 they start building the intermediate homes out where you guys remember <laughs> the program around Catherine Hall. So then they they built all those five clusters of homes around Catherine Hall, and then we built Catherine Hall. And then the last part of the decade of the 60s was Founders Hall. In 1970, we dedicated it. 
So this is exact. I'm sorry. This is exactly why we're having you on, Mr. <laughs> Whitman. I, I'm looking back on Milton Hershey School and how many things I just took for granted. I never understood why we had clusters. I never understood why we had 14 kids in the student home. I, you know, I didn't understand. So thank you for clearing up a lot of this. I just oh, yeah. wanted to say Absolutely. that. Absolutely. 24 students in a home. Uh, that's it was just one set of house parents? One set of house and a substitute. And a substitute. And right. the substitute was a farmhand. Right. The right. second help was a farm and the house parents were head house parents. Right. Right. But Dr. Hershey, what Dr. Hershey deserves so much credit for where the school is today. He was a visionary. And, and what was interesting about Dr. Hershey, he didn't only develop the decade of the 60s. At the same time, Hershey Park grew into what you know is today, a, a, uh, a close fenced-in park where you, where you pay one admission, spend all day. He was in charge of that. He was also in charge of, of, uh, of the HERCO program. I mean, he had his, he was just a great organizer. And because of him, in that decade of the 60s, the school changed totally. We brought in more counselors, more house parents, more, uh, more medical, more dental, everything increased. Yeah. That makes so much sense. That makes a lot of sense just because, like I said, we, we, we all thought that the – now, for me, I love the intermediate division, the softball marathon and <laughs> playing king ball and all yeah. that. Like, I loved it. And I love that all the student homes were right around the actual school, right. which is now Senior Hall, I believe. Right. That's what it is. Right. It's Catherine Hall. But you were there. So you said Catherine Hall wasn't built yet and Founders Hall wasn't built yet? Right. Wow. That's crazy. 19, in 19 – in 1959 is when they start building the student homes. And then in 1964, 65, they start removing the, the mountain. There was a, like a woods where fountains all set, taking all the trees out, start digging pylons. And it took four years to build uh, a senior hall. And while we were, and but we were in Catherine Hall at the time, so we saw it coming out of the ground and go up as far as it go. It was excellent. Wow. In the 1970s, 1970, I think it was on President on uh, Mr. Hershey's birthday, we dedicated Founders Hall. Wow. So, uh, one more question, then I'll let somebody else speak. But uh, had you ever? Did you ever get to meet Milton Hershey? Never. No. Milton, Mr. Hershey died in 1945. 45. Okay. And I didn't come to Hershey until 1958. I don't know why I thought he died in the 70s. I don't know why. Yeah, it was pretty late. But okay. All right. What you got? Let me just say, uh, we talk about the intermediate division. Uh, Mr. Duran really was a great administrator for that. I mean, he, he, he really, there was no middle school. Actually, uh, the middle school program educationally wasn't really started until in the 60s. So we were one of the first middle schools, not just intermediate division, but middle schools. When we built Catherine Hall, many people came to us to see what we're doing to start the middle school grades six through eight. Wow. Yeah. So, so this is Dr. Hershey's vision, but he took the recommendation of that the advisory council. committee mm -hmm. to make student homes smaller, build another school six through eight, but because Junior Hall, because Memorial Hall couldn't handle all, we took fifth grade through eighth grade. 
Mm. But normally, a middle school was sixth grade through eighth grade. Wow. That makes sense. Because there are um, middle schools now, like you said, start at sixth grade. But we always started at fifth. Oh, this is, I'm sorry. You're, you're blowing my mind right now <laughs> with all this uh, history. This is awesome. Um, I, I, I got nothing. I do. Um, first of all, Goey on Beamer Class of 87. <laughs> um, just wanted to throw that out there. But you, you, you mentioned something that really I feel like sometimes it can get lost in all of the bells and whistles of Milton Hershey School. And that was you, you said taking care of the needs of the children. And I feel like as an adult now, who has, I have my own kids and everything. I think that gets lost as far as Milton Hershey is concerned because I feel like there's so many moving parts to the school. And to hear an administrator such as yourself talk about the importance of that, it, it just makes you feel like, wow, I was really, somebody really cared about me. And sometimes you, you, don't, you, don't, you lose sight of that when you're coming to the school. And you don't realize that somebody's thinking about that. And, they, and you know, it's, it's not just, you know, filling the numbers or whatever they have to do or filling up the student homes, but somebody actually cared about you. And I want to thank you for that out, out loud because sometimes I personally really want to thank you as well, you. Mr. Whitman, because uh, you were one of the people that I always felt that if I had a problem, I could always come to you. I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and, and then you also talked about, and this is really one of the things that really gave me interest in even doing this podcast with, with, with Jackie and, and Warner, because he, he came to me and, and asked me about it many years ago. And I was like, well, I don't know. We were, it wasn't initially a, a podcast. We were, we were talking about a, a documentary, in which hopefully we may actually get into that piece, and maybe we'll be able to use some of this stuff for that. But you talked about the transitional living program. A lot of the questions that I like to ask the actual graduates of Milton Hershey is, and I talked to Bob about it t today, was, you know, how did you feel when whatever it was June the 6th or June the 2nd or whatever day it was, and you, you've been there for some, some guys have been there since kindergarten twice. And then there's a day when it's all over and they say bye. And now you're sleeping in your car. Some people didn't have homes to go back to, which I feel like, dang, nobody really taught. I, I mean, most of the people that I was friendly with went home. They had a mom or they had some like grandmother or uncle or aunt that they could go stay with. But I'm but fortunate, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying some of them very short-lived. And Bob talked about some, some, some kids that he was, some graduates, who they got to stay at his house for three weeks and then they had to go fend for themselves. Three, three weeks isn't really a lot of time to get your stuff together. Because you know, all we're thinking about at that point was graduating. So that, I feel like that transitional living program was, was very, you know, you talked about things I feel like that are important. Now, Goy, may I just interject? Back when I first came to school, <clears throat> certain students, if they were a certain discipline level when they turned 18 they were out even if they, even if they didn't graduate I mean this, this that, that was cruel I've seen that with 
I, I've seen that with a number with a number of young men who who uh, who were asked to leave because the agreement early early in the, in this school's history was 18 years old. They didn't have to keep you past 18. But Dr. Hershey had a lot to do with changing all those all those standards. But the uh, talking about the benefits of transitional living to also back when I first came, I had a wrestler who who was deeply in love with his sweetheart here in Hershey, <clears throat> and he wanted to stay to see her graduate. But the school said, you must leave the campus in 24 hours. You could not remain in Hershey, which I thought is ridiculous. I said, I said come home and live with us. <laughs> so we kept <laughs> we kept him. It was illegal. It was in the st we were in the student home, but I thought, you know, this isn't right. Why, why can't that young man stay and see his girl graduate? Right. So we never got in trouble for it, and maybe I don't. Maybe they didn't find out about it. But that was, that's an example of how I feel. What they're doing now for seniors stepping out into the world is so beneficial. It's so good. Well, th thank God we had you. I mean, that's what family does. That's what we needed because there was no program. That little bit, the little bit that Bob did, I mean, that could have saved a life, you know, and, and a lot of what this is about is talking about these stories. Uh, we were just making it through, you know. I'm, I'm learning about Dr. Hershey and how much he changed the school. Literally, the fabric of my Milton Hershey school experience, Just you just explained most of it, and I thought I knew a lot. I, don't yeah, apparently I thought know anything. I was right. fairly, so, fairly versed. You know, right. that, that's the beauty. That's why we wanted to have you in. So, I mean, so thankful you're able to share this stuff with us. So, I did have an another question. I, I wrote some stuff down because um, otherwise I'll forget. So, how was your relationships over, like, with the house parents? Did you have, like, I know I have a teacher night with my, my daughter, her teachers. Did that happen in Milton Hershey? Like, did, were the house parents, I guess, was there a night where the house parents got to talk, you know, the teachers and stuff talked with the house parents about their students? Or how, how did that work? Because was, was that in there anywhere? I, go, I think the answer is yes and no. It depends on who the house parents were okay, and who the teachers were. Uh, with some, the interaction with teachers and the students and their grades and all that kind of thing were very very special with others it might not have been quite what it should have been uh the opportunity was there uh we i tried my best to have the house parents and the teachers knowing what's going on but it didn't always work because of personalities you know yeah right right it's anything. that's right so, so i i got one last thing before i before i pass it over and i want to thank you because you made sure I got my spelling done. I mean, I didn't understand what getting your spelling homework was done, but I, there was a saying called, you want to be a hot dog? I'll warm your buns. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, it's... I, th I it's, thought Sean Johnson was the only one who knew that. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I, I learned it firsthand a few different times. Uh, Going, and, and I, I, you're just bringing up something that I... I think almost every week, sometime through the night, I ask God to forgive me for not being the kind of guys I should have been. No, oh, I think no, that no. was the, okay. listen, oh, that, no, no, no. listen, that, yeah. listen, that was the, that was, that was everything as far as I'm concerned, because it taught you, in my opinion, that 
there's consequences. And it doesn't necessarily mean like, I mean, you weren't, you know, doing anything really ridiculous. I, I mean, there's some things out there that are ridiculous, but there's consequences in your life. And so it teaches you early, taught us early on, you know, you don't get that work done, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, it, and I don't feel, I feel great about it. I mean, I feel like that's nothing. It good wasn't, lesson. it wasn't, it no, wasn't was extreme. Was There's some extreme things that I've heard. Like you didn't, you weren't, you know, waterbedding us or waterboarding us or anything like that. It's just one of those things. I think it's a great thing. So Mr. Whitman, did you have any, um, were you in the senior division, besides when you first came, and I know that you said that you were doing, um, you said that the senior division or the senior hall at that point had both the junior high and the senior high. So besides that, were you ever involved with anything in strictly senior division? Because I know we were talking, the only, and it was mostly only, uh, senior intermediate division, division. was through wrestling. Just wrestling. When I, was a, when I was a wrestling coach, that was basically my, because my teaching was eighth grade and down. Okay. It wasn't ninth grade or up. Okay. I did work with, uh, yes, I did work with uh, a number of special needs uh, students in, in, who had difficulty with reading in the high school level, but that was a minority compared to what I had. So you say special needs. My, my question is this, because I know when we had the, when we went to the school, we all had to take IQ tests to get into the school. Do you know if that was in effect when you first came? Oh, yes. It was? The IQ the IQ measurement was definitely a, a, a big role. In other words, when I came, the IQ was 93 was a cutoff. Okay. That was anything under a 93, uh, if it was my understanding, was, was evaluated very carefully. Now, maybe special needs, if someone had a lower IQ, might have, made it through mm-hmm. because of their circumstances in, in life. But, but generally speaking, the IQ of 93 was a cutoff. I think that's about So they did do it. Huh. Yeah, I yeah. think I skated in at a high 97, something like that. <laughs> You're higher than that. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. No, um, but I didn't know that there was special needs. Do we have any special needs? Yeah. I don't I, remember. I had, <laughs> well, besides, I had, in our I, own way. I, uh, oh yeah, I had, uh, I had some students that got into the high school could barely read, and I worked, I worked, I, I worked with those students in ninth, tenth grade, but there was a few, few and far between. Uh, two of the students just had, just had difficulty transferring from the page to their mind. Right. They just couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't handle it. But when it came to carpenter skills and things like that, they had they had ability. Yeah. Something I, I just always so. remember Mr. Whitman was so positive all the time with us. Like he'd be out at recess and he'd be like, Here comes Mr. Whitman. Oh, <laughs> let's go say hi. I mean, I don't know how many students in schools would be running up to their principal no. like excited to see them. So that's just a tribute to the person you are. Well, let me just say, <coughs> as I said, when I came here, <coughs> I felt an extra blessing and a privilege to be at Milton Hershey School. I saw the, I saw the needs, and I just became totally absorbed, and I, I just loved the students. And the more difficult the student was, the more I loved them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Even though you guys didn't think so. Mm-hmm. No, that. I, but I, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I remember, I remember a young man who was a great basketball player, uh, had such difficulty with his house father. He, he, ready to play a game and put him on detentions. And uh, teacher would give him a green failure slip. I tear him up sometimes and go play basketball. I took the brunt, but. I loved the kids. I loved you guys. And I still do. <laughs> and uh, we can tell. Out of it all, I'm one of you. I'm an honorary. You better believe <laughs> it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. No reason you're here. You know, I, I just got to ask you one quick question. Can you tell us a little bit about your wife? I know she's been super supportive of you all these years, being this honorary milk and dedicating all your time to us. I mean, that's. Yeah. Let me just say, I have a. I have a very, very special wife in that, uh, as you say, she supported me to the very end. When I first, when we first came, I came here in August the, I'll say the 22nd, because school started day after Labor Day, so I had to come back. She had a baby. She was pregnant, didn't have her baby until September. So I was on the student home. When she had the baby, I brought her down to 24 boys, assistant house parents. She had no idea what Milton Hershey School was. She had absolutely no idea what she was getting into. So she became the assistant house mom, 24 boys. She had an infant. Dr. Hershey asked, asked me if I would, if I take the, the special reading program if I get my master's degree. So while we were second help, teaching, coaching wrestling, I was going to Temple University for my to master's you. degree. And she, I leave on a Saturday morning at 5.30 to go down to Temple. She had to get 24 boys out of bed, work them through their chore program and everything else. I come back home by 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and she had the boys all day Friday, all day Saturday. And this was her. And when I was coaching wrestling, she was right with me. When I became principal of middle school, she was right there with me. I couldn't have done it without her. Mm-hmm. She was such an encouragement. Her mother and dad were special people in my life as well. So, hey, you know what? You're not looking at someone who did it on his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a lot of a lot of support. Well, that's how. That's why we're here. Because we didn't do this on our own at all. Yeah. Like, uh, getting through the milk, like we were talking about before, that was a group effort. Because uh, if you didn't have that support system, um, if you didn't have people like Mr. Whitman and Mr. Weller and Mr. Duran looking out for our best interests, then we would have, you know, uh, not made it, to, to be blunt about it. So the support system that you speak of, I'm right there with you. Do you remember Catherine Hall? Beautiful building, mm-hmm. carpeted floors, yep. music playing in the hallways. Mm-hmm. Clearly, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. it was it was a gorgeous building, and I just felt it was my responsibility to help young people realize that hey, this is only yours for four years. <laughs> yep, take you're only advantage. passing through, so leave it as it was when you got here. And so maybe maybe that's why I was 
tougher than maybe I should have been. I don't know. I, I, I want you. I really, I really want you to stop beating yourself up because <laughs> yeah. I, it's it's important that you understand and feel this energy that we're. I'm going to go out on a limb and and speak for all milks that had you in one way or another and say thank you. It's. I mean, we've said thank you a bunch of times, but you have nothing to apologize for. Not at all. Thank, thank you to you. Thank you to Miss Whitman. Like. We were able to grow up and be somewhat stable <laughs> because, because of you. Guys, yeah. you know? like it's it. That's what this whole thing is about: is explaining to the world, you know, how special this school is. It's there's nothing typical about our school. We are we're more American than apple pie. This is how it should be. <laughs> that's, this, right. that's how I look at it. You know, so um, I'm getting a little worked up. Uh, no, and, and no, and again though, um, it, it's a testament to your your character too. Because, like Jack said, we interviewed a bunch of uh, former Milts, homeboys, alumni, and that's their or our story. But you, your character, and like you said, um, it was destiny kind of for you. But it, it brought you to the school, and it it was like it was almost like you were meant to be there. Right. You know, so, but it's a testament to your character. So don't beat yourself up at all. You fit right into the framework of what the milk is all about. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you I, got, I got one other thing because I guess this was, I don't know, I think it was sometime early eighth grade. I had been around for a long time at that point, maybe six months or so, give or take. And... I was walking down the hall, and I don't necessarily know if I was supposed to be walking down the hall at that particular point. And you said, Goey, come here. And I was like, oh, my God. I know I'm in trouble. So, Right, so, so you call me in the office. So we go in, and we sit down in your office. And you said to me, um, so how are things going? And I really wasn't ready for the question because I did. I was like, things were going great till you stopped me in the hallway. <laughs> but it was it was a concern because I was I was relatively new, and you took an opportunity just to talk to me, just basic conversation, and I never forgot that. And it was like, wow, you just wanted to, you know, check in, yeah, just to see like how I was in, like what was going on, what student home I was in. You know, how was that going? And that Even was, interest. yeah, and that was a tough, at that point, I really was just, I, didn't, I really wasn't as excited about Milton Hershey as I am today. And certain little small things like that that allowed me to keep going. Because I called my mom every day to tell her to get me out of here hmm. at, at that point when I was at school. So. Did you, did I take you to novice wrestling? To where? To the novice wrestling tournament. Were you were you a part of that? I wasn't a part of that. You weren't I part wasn't. of that. Okay. But I didn't know if I had. I used to take uh, the junior high students into the Hershey had an Optimist Club had a wrestling tournament, and I used to take fifth, sixth, and seventh eighth graders into that. I didn't know if you were one of my guys. No, I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> wrestling. But. No, I, I, I didn't wrestle. It was just a great. It was a great opportunity. I think. Mr. Whitman, I'm just going to – we're, we're, we're tra tailing down here a little bit. I just wanted to give you an opportunity to say something to the people if there's a story or if there's something you want to relay to folks about the school that hasn't been talked about yet. I just wanted to give you a chance to do that. 
Um, anything you can think of or anything on your mind that we haven't gone over? Well, we covered quite a bit. Uh, I, I think to communicate to, uh, to the alumni who graduated from the school, it, it's, it was very, very natural back then to not really appreciate everything that you, you had that you can look back on that you have now as a gift from Mr. Hershey and all that because of the way this, this school was structured. I, I just feel strongly that, that we, we failed in many ways with uh, caring for the needs of, of students like we should have. Uh, like today, I mean, I shouldn't have paddled students. I know that. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. But I mean, I mean, uh, there are times that I, I could have been more, more loving, more caring. Uh, I think our we had some house parents that were, were excellent. We had some house parents who didn't really take the care of the students into seriously enough. And I think some students left the school; they never come back. They're angry because of the, the way they were treated, mistreated, and I and I and I just ask God to forgive me if I'm if I'm the one who caused someone to be bitter, upset with the school because that's that's not what I was all about. Well, I'm just I love you, so I don't want to disagree with you, but I just want to reiterate, and this is really important for every one of those students that feels that way. There's two thousand that feel the exact opposite. I'm serious, Mr. Whitman. You just heard this. He remembers the quote, warm my buns. We deserve that. We needed that structure. So, you know, because we've been talking about our, our mothers, how they feel guilty about sent some of us to school. I, I go through this with my mom. She's, I should have never sent you there. And, and I said, I understand. So if I forgive you, you have to forgive yourself. And I'm going to give you that as well. Oh, thank you. You, you really, you, You've done more good than you have. It's the simplest way that I can put it. Well, Absolutely. And we appreciate you. We thank you for coming on. And um, thanks for sharing stories thanks for sharing. and, and yeah. all the history. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. history thank you. Is rich. <laughs> Don Whitman, everybody. Thank you. Follow us on Instagram at milk underscore podcast, Facebook milk space pod, Twitter milk underscore podcast, and at email milkpodcast at gmail.com. We encourage you to follow us on our social media outlets and chime in and comment, ask questions, help us remember names, places, events. Just give feedback. But most of all, just get engaged. We want to hear from you. Your mom's already there.